Welcome back into Tide Talk Live. Stacey Blackwood joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas. Uh, hope everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend. Uh, enjoyed some time with family and friends. Uh, now we're getting back into the work week, back into the groove of things. And and on the docket tonight is is the SEC schedule. The 2023 SEC spring meetings are taking place this week in Destin. And you know one of the biggest topics of discussion this week is going to be the future scheduling within the SEC. So we're going to be debating that, kind of looking at the pros pros and cons of of both the eight. Uh, and the nine-game schedule. So uh, we're going to be diving into that. Uh, so, uh, But make sure you like, share, and subscribe today. Give this video a thumbs up. Uh, like I said, subscribe. We're getting close to 2,100 subscribers, so we certainly appreciate all the support that we've received there. Uh, if you look in the description below, uh, you're going to be able to find a link where you can purchase a Tide Talk Live t-shirt or a Tide Talk Live coffee mug. Uh, so we would appreciate that, that, that support as well. Uh, and uh, hopefully we can get some more uh, products on our uh, site as well pretty soon. So uh, make sure you look at the link in the description below. Uh, Jake, uh, that was a long introduction, but uh, <laughs> how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Uh, had a great Memorial Day weekend. It just, you know, I was just getting into my comfortable zone before it hit me last night. So, well, back to work tomorrow, you know, one more day have been great, but you know, we, we make the best of it, but it was great to have three days at least to, to hang out and chill a little while. No doubt. No doubt about it. And, uh, like you said, getting back in the groove of things and, and now with, with the SEC spring meetings taking place, it's, it's almost like football season is almost here. And as we record this, we're, we're 95 days away from album kicking off the 2023 season against middle Tennessee state there in Tuscaloosa. So cannot wait for that. Uh, I hope that you all join my countdown that I do on RollTideWire.com every day leading up until kickoff on September 2nd. So make sure you join that as well, uh, over there at RollTideWire.com. But, uh, Jake, look, let's just, let's just look at this, uh, really from a, from a 30,000 foot view, not, you know, we can obviously give our take as Alabama fans on, on, the situation and and you know the debating between eight or nine ga game schedule within the conference but you know just your thoughts on what do you think is best for the sec not what's best for alabama but what is best for the sec moving forward well everybody knows the best football comes out of the sec period no there's no doubt about it so Nine games in SEC schedule, you talk about revenue making, you know, and if we're going into this, that, that's all it is about is just make more money and how we can make more money. So you put nine, you know, a nine game SEC schedule out there and and that's pretty much you may have a G5 and, and maybe one more power five that they'll play. But you put you put SEC on TV against each other every single week, pretty much you're going to make a killing and just a cold hard truth about it. That's exactly what they want to do is just to make more money off of it. So, I mean, honestly, in that, in that aspect, nine games is where you need to go. Yeah. And, and see, that's, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's all about the money. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if each team can get an extra five to $10 million a year for playing one extra SEC game, they're all going to be like, yeah, sign me up. Right. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of, as always, Nick Saban and Alabama are kind of at the forefront of the discussion when yep. it comes to the to the future of the conference scheduling, and and mainly because Coach Saban a couple months ago when when the 
the three permanent opponents or proposed permanent opponents was was leaked. Um, mm-hmm. He obviously wasn't too happy because he got the hardest draw. Him and Alabama mm-hmm. got the hardest draw uh, out of anybody within the conference, and um, and so he he has a right to kind of voice his concerns, but his concerns are doesn't start with that. Mm-hmm. What people need to realize is that Nick Saban has been pushing for a nine-game SEC schedule for about ten years now, mm-hmm. and he really started pushing it hard when he could when he couldn't find non-conference opponents to schedule. You know, Power Five non-conference opponents. Right. He was having a hard time scheduling those those guys, especially in a home and home situation, which is what he's always wanted to do. All he could ever get was those neutral site games. And it never looked like, uh, you know, the SEC was going to move to a nine-game schedule up until like the last twelve months. Right. When when Oklahoma and Texas joined the league, and and when you know SEC expansion really started happening, and so what Coach Saban and and the athletic department done was they started, you know, scheduling future opponents in the non-conference, you know, a decade out. I mean, they got they got home and away series coming up with Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Big time pro Ohio State, so yeah. so now Nick Saban's saying, okay, well wait a minute. So now we're all of a sudden going to go to a nine game SEC schedule where I have to play the toughest permanent opponents out of anybody in the league, and now I've also got these uh, Power Five schools that I'm playing out of conference that I've scheduled because we, we wasn't going to be going to a nine game conference schedule mm-hmm. when I've been wanting to do this for the last ten years. So he's like. You know what? What do you want? And so he he's trying to kind of, kind of maneuver his way. Look, Saban don't care. He's not scared. So no. the the people from other programs that are saying, "Oh, Nick Saban's scared." What is he scared of? He's won more national championships than anybody else in college football history. Do right. you really believe that he is scared? No. See, and so nobody can really say that with a straight face no. outside of outside of bigotry towards Alabama. Mm. So. That 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 part of the discussion is just it's ludicrous. Um, Nick Saban has to look out for Alabama's best interest. That's his job, right? Exactly. And so he's he, you know he's looking at look Alabama and Georgia are the cream of the crop of the SEC. He's looking over at Georgia where they have Florida who is going way down, mm-hmm. Auburn who is probably going on, going up with with the hiring of Hugh Freeze, and then Kentucky who they're at at their very best will win eight or nine games at their very best. Mm-hmm. Who's and, Alabama and then, got? <laughs> then you got yeah. Alabama who's playing two teams who made, uh, you know, team that won the West last year in LSU, team that was uh, won a New Year's Six game, blew out uh, Clemson in, in a New Year's Six game in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and then Auburn who is, like we mentioned, on the, on the rise mm-hmm. with Hugh Freeze. So uh, three teams that are traditionally really good in the SEC. Right. And yeah. so – you know, you you can't have your two cream of the crop programs having two polar opposites permanent opponents. Right. So I think I think what Nick Saban is saying: Look, all of y'all have talked about competitive balance throughout our dominance within the conference, and and the truth is, everybody in the SEC, everybody in the country, has been the B word and complaining mm-hmm. about Alabama's dominance over the last fifteen years. And, and the competitive competitive balance within college football. Now that Nick Saban is like, well, hold on a minute. I thought we wanted competitive balance. They're all like, oh, he's whining and crying. 
Is that not what everybody else has been doing the last decade? Since they has been at Alabama, you know. I mean, so it, it's amazing to me, Jake, how how teams change. Mm -hmm. uh, look, I, no, Nick Saban doesn't want anybody to feel sorry for him because of of the three permanent opponents that he could potentially draw. Alabama's been playing those three teams anyway. That right. that's not changing anything. What's changing is now they're adding. What happens on the year that Alabama plays their three permanent opponents and they have to play on the road at Georgia? Right, exactly. And 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 that happens to coincide with the year they play on the road at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll I, so here here's what could happen. This could potentially happen, and this is what Nick Saban's thought process is. In one year, if he keeps the permanent opponents of Tennessee, Auburn, LSU, and let's say they keep the, the non-conference game with Ohio State, it could pretend they happen to draw Georgia in a year. It could potentially happen where they could have five row games at Ohio State, at Georgia, at Tennessee, at LSU. Mm -hmm. Right. You talk about I mean, tough. I mean, what? of course he's going to be like, hold, hold up. He's going to be like that old video. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That is, you're talking about murderer's row. I mean, you don't have a chance. No. And and then you look at, you know, then what if what if that year Georgia draws Vanderbilt uh, as one of their – so what I'm saying is you right. have to create something that has competitive balance. It's not going to be 100% fair. But the competitive balance has to be there as best it can. And the way they have it set up right now, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And and look, I want a nine-game SEC schedule because I want SEC football as much as possible. The COVID mm -hmm. was the best year of college football for me because it was nothing but SEC teams than Notre Dame and Ohio State. That was a fun year of college football. It was. It was so, awesome. I'm all about it. I'm all about more SEC football games. But there has to be competitive balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree 100%. You know, it's it's you you've got you can't like you said you can't have your your two top walking dogs polar opposites and, and scheduling and you know it's saving like you said is not scared he's got to look out for the best interest of Alabama and at this point these proposed opponents is not in the best interest you know and it's it, and, it's and the truth line. is. The truth is, I want to play Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn every year. I do. I, right. I mean, them are the them are the three most fun games to anticipate every single season as right. an Alabama fan. But if we're about competitive balance, which is what everybody has been screaming about, that's why we got the transfer portal that's just wide open all the time. That's why NIL is running rampant. It's because of competitive balance. But now we're not wanting to be have a competitive balance within our our three permanent opponents, I, I just – I think there's a better way. Look, I, I'm not saying I have all the answers, but right. but maybe – maybe, and I don't want to drop LSU. I don't. I want to play LSU every year. But, Jake, we've played Mississippi State more than we've played any other SEC team. Yeah, absolutely. Mississippi State is closer to us than any other SEC team. Yeah. And it's why, can't we why can't we swap LSU for Mississippi State? And then you're then, then and I don't know how but see then you open up another can of worms of how you place LSU and who you take off of Mississippi State schedule. So I mean it's it's a whole can of worms and it's a, it's a 
it's a, it's a bad situation, but yeah. but there has to be some competitive balance, and and then you have to look at what the non conference schedule is going to look like. And like I said, when Alabama's got future opponents on home and away between Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Ohio State, there ha- you have to you have to figure something out, or else or else you're setting you're you're not setting your program up for success and that's that's ultimately what Nick Saban's job is and the athletic director's job is at Alabama. Yeah, I agree. And I kind of partly blame the SEC East as it is right now for being oh, so yeah. lackluster cuz cuz this wouldn't be an issue if we had three or four dominant teams on that side like we do on the on the western side. Right. Right. It's yeah. it, it's the the the, the balance within each division of the conference right now is is totally uneven. I mean, you know, you look at the West, and you know, Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss, uh, you know, Arkansas, Auburn's on the rise. Uh, A&M. Uh, Mississippi, A&M it has just as much talent as about as anybody in the conference. Mm-hmm. And then, then you look at the East, it's Georgia and Tennessee, and that's, that's it. it. Yeah. That's it. Sure, Kentucky's a nice football team, but they don't have near the dudes to keep up with Georgia or Tennessee. No, what usually happens in those games? They get blown out when they play right, the right. The, they'll go. They'll go up, you know. The Kentucky will go into one of them games, you know, five and one or six and zero, oh, and then get the crap beat out of them and, and fall back down to planet Earth, and and it's it's the same yeah. thing every year. And, and you know, Vanderbilt, yeah. sure they're making improvements under under Clark Lee, but Jake. They're they're not ever going to be. I mean, their uh-huh. their max potential is seven and five. Once every ten years, they may not even that. Once every twenty years, they may win right. eight or nine games. Right, exactly. So uh, you know, Ole Miss has enough talent to be a dangerous team. You know, Arkansas has enough talent, especially you know, look at this year what they're returning with KJ Jefferson at quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, Raheem Sanders at running back. They are. I mean, they're loaded, Jake. They have a talented roster. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Sam Pittman's a good football coach. So, you, you know, Jimbo Fisher's won a national title. So, uh, it's 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 the, the 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 imbalance between the divisions is is really something that's hurting the the way they're trying to set up the future schedule. And right. uh, you know, that's really nobody's fault. I think eventually Florida will find the right guy. I'm not saying it's time to give up on Billy Napier, but. You know, I'm not sure that this year they're going to be much more competitive than what they were last year. So, right. uh, there's just a lot of question marks on that side of the, of the division. You know, Georgia and Tennessee are solid. Mm-hmm. Then after that, you have, you know, either mediocre or just bad football teams. <laughs> I know it, yeah. You know, and, and South Carolina's kind of gotten better with, with uh, you know, Shane Beamer. But, you know. But once again, they're max. Right. Their it's max eight, is eight or nine wins, Jake. I mean, right. it took Steve Spurrier – having a, a generational defensive lineman and a generational running back before he got injured to to get to ten or to, to double-digit wins. Right, exactly. And you're talking about one of the best college football coaches of all time. I mean, I like Shane Beamer, but I don't think he's to that status. No. So, you know, South Carolina's max is eight or nine wins. Right, absolutely. And no. so I, it's just the, the th- that plays a role in it and uh, – there's just so much that you have to unpack when you're looking at an eight or nine game schedule. Um, if they still want these teams to play 12 regular season games, which I'm sure that's what they want to do, then uh, you got to figure out a way to have some balance within your non-conference schedule, but also within your conference schedule and your permanent opponents. And right, and right now, their proposed uh, permanent opponents is is not really. Uh, the the competitive balance is just not there, like we've said, and so I still think there's a lot to to do between now and 
the time that a decision is, you know, definitely made because I think they've already announced that next year there's still going to be just an eight-game schedule within the conference. So we're looking at probably 2025 before a change actually happens. So there's still time to kind of, you know, work out the kinks and kind of find the right solutions. It's not going to be perfect. I'm not expecting perfection. Right. But I I do think there's there's some steps that can be taken to improve the current propositions. Right. I agree 100%. But that's going to wrap this up. We we had fun kind of debating that. I did not think that we would go as long as we did, kind of Me looking neither. at this eight or nine game uh, schedule that's that's being proposed and kind of being worked out within the SEC. Uh, there's a lot going on this week. Like we said, it's the, the 2023 SEC spring meeting, so there'll be kind of some news breaking, uh, you know, all all throughout the week there in Destin. So we'll kind of do our best to cover that. Uh, we'll get back into our uh, post spring depth chart projections. Uh, here pretty soon as well. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun, Jake, kind of talking about a little bit of different subject. It makes it feel like football season is right around the corner, which it is, like I said, 95 days from the time of the recording. So uh, it'll be here before you know it, just a little over three months away. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe today. Jump, Like we said, jump in the description below and follow that link to Shopify, and you can look at our, our store and uh, purchase you a Tide Live T-shirt or coffee mug or both. Uh, you know, like we said, be a friend, tell a friend about our show, help us grow our show as much as possible. Uh, we, we would greatly appreciate that. Jump in the comment section and let us know your thoughts on, uh, if you think it needs to stay at eight games in the SEC or move up to a nine game schedule within the conference, but we'd mm -hmm. love to interact with you there in the comment section, but, uh, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for watching for Stacey Blackwood and Jake Thomas. We'll see you next time. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.